0: Well, this week's Torah portion is such an interesting one, as it talks about the starting of the building of the tabernacle. a matter of fact, 40% of the rest of the book of Exodus deals with the building of the tabernacle, and it's interesting to think about this, because God says this is a place where he's going to come and dwell among us, but yet the heavens and the earth can't Hold him, right? How is this little area going to be his home? And as I'm reading it, some things caught my attention. One of the main things is where that first God wanted us to do what? Give the materials for it. Not only give the materials, he told us then what he wanted us to do with the materials, how he wanted it to be built, and how it was to look. So we actually have a part of this, don't we? That tabernacle, we have ownership in it. It's like being a builder, a contractor. You're going to go fix up the house, and then someone's going to move in and live in it. And even though they're the owners of it, you still have that sense of pride that you put into it. And I really believe that's what God wants us to experience, that we have ownership in his house, in his kingdom. And that's something that we really need to understand as we look at the the building and and the preciseness of what he wanted, the size. Everything was important to God. He didn't just say, build me a house, right? Right? He said, this is what I want you to do, and this is how I want you to do it. You see, he was going to live there. He's going to have his presence there. And with having that, it makes for something special. How many of you own a house? Raise your hand. Not rent, but own. There's a difference when you rent. How many of you rented a house before, right? When you rent a property, do you take ownership of it? Nah. If the pipes break, what do you do? Call the landlord, right? AC doesn't work? Call the landlord. Light bulb goes out? Call the landlord. And then go replace it because he tells you that's not his responsibility. But when you own a property, there's something different. Something clicks, and you understand the importance of what that means. You start worrying about what's gonna, what the, the window treatment's going to look like and the color of the paint. What tchotchkes you're going to put around. If you don't know what tchotchkes is, ask your neighbor. <laughs> Knickknacks, right? You're going to make that house look like you. You know, you could go into a subdivision, you know, back in the 50s, they used to build, you know, cookie-cutter houses, we call them, right? As I crowded chopped the mic. Right? They all looked the same. You know, you, if you, you know and the joke was, you know, we used to go to Russia because, you know, they, they literally built, you know, it was a communist country, and they would give you free housing, so all the housing looked alike. And we said, what happens if someone got drunk and they went in the wrong, they wouldn't even know, right? <laughs> Looks like my house, same floor plan. But when you take ownership, you make those special touches. And that's what God was doing here. He's telling us this is going to be his place. While he's all around, this is where he's calling home. How many of you like Mickey Mouse? Big Mickey, right? We grew up with him on TV. If you're old enough, you remember the opening of Disney World and Disneyland, right? Do you all remember that uh, Disney World almost went under? And if you go, and and one way they did to raise money, you could buy a brick, and you could put your name on that brick. Remember that? Some of y'all, how many of y'all did that? We did it as a family. None of y'all did it? Oh man, you guys missed out. When you go to Disney, when you're walking into the park, you'll see all these names. And that's where that came from. So you took ownership in it. But when you go to Disneyland, it's it's magical, isn't it? There's something there. Even if you're an adult and you see Mickey in his costume waving at you in 3D, right? (laughs) Not one-dimensional on a screen, but 3D. You want to go up and hug them, right? That place is special. It makes you feel special, right? It's exciting. When people win the Super Bowl, where do they want to go? Disney. Disney World, right? Tell your kids you're going to Disneyland and they get all excited, right? Tell your kids you're going to school. They don't get so excited, do they? So, what's it about this place that makes it so special? Mickey's there, right? You're going to go see Mickey. What made the tabernacle so special? You're going to see God. It's that same type of experience. There's an excitement. Mickey's all around us, right? He's on TV, he's in movies, he's everywhere. But when you go to Disneyland, it's special, right? And you go to Disney World, there's an excitement that comes around. Because you know he's physically with you. But even greater is God. Because he says, I'm coming to this place. It's truly the most magical place on earth. When you can enter into his presence. When you can understand the importance of what God is doing. That's why he gave such detail to building his tabernacle. All right, so here's some Disney trivia. How many of you know that if you go to Disney, you're not going to see any trash on the ground? If you've ever been there, you It know, it is clean, Right? And there's trash cans everywhere, right? Do you know how far apart each trash can is? None of you know this? I want Natalie, you're in the back. I wonder if she remembers, let's see. Natalie, do you remember how many feet are in between each can, trash can at Disneyland? No, it's not 10. It is not 2 feet. It is 75 feet. Every can is 75 feet. Every 75 feet you walk, you will find a trash can. 75. 75. Trust me on this one. Are you looking at the Internet? Yes? Okay, so it's 30 feet. <laughs> I knew it was something. I... <laughs> all right, so this wasn't part of my scheduled message, all right? So <laughs> I have to get ad-lib. 30 feet, you know. It's, my point will still be made, don't worry. That's not Why every 30 feet? Because when Walt Disney was walking in the park and he was given a hot dog, It took him 30 feet to finish that hot dog. And that's why there's a trash can every 30 feet. It was a hot dog, I'm sure of that. (laughs) See, even Natalie, remembered it was definitely a hot dog. Every 30 feet. Right? So there there was a reason why things were done. And God had those same reasons. He wanted different areas set up. He has a magic kingdom too, right? He has Tomorrowland. That's called heaven. Right? He had his wilderness. You know, the western, that's the wilderness area. And then we have the the castle, which is his temple. And here's the neat thing. I'm going to age myself. You don't need an e-ticket to get into the kingdom, do you? Kids have no idea what I'm talking about. Kids, long ago, when they go on the rides at Disney, you had A through E tickets. And this I know for a fact. And you, a different rides, if it's a really good ride, that's an E ticket. So you cherish those E tickets, because you got a lot of A tickets, but you only got one or two E tickets. But in God's kingdom, it's free entry. That's the good news. But things are there for a purpose. God told him to build certain things. He even told them the materials to use. You know, I always like going to um, Disney World because they have a thing that talks about Walt Disney's life and the image, the the vision that he had. Maybe I'll go on. Um, what's the ride that goes around the park? What's it called? The mo- no, it's not the monorail. It's the other one. What? What's the ride that goes around the park that on those little blue carts? Yeah. Sky something. No, what is it called? Wait. No. The, you love it. Disneyland. The main one. Pagey Mr. Tom. That no. That's not Carousel Progress. Oh, no, just, um, Come on now. Come on now. It's not the monorail. It's the what is it called? It's the blue thing that goes around, okay? And it shows you the different areas. And one thing when it goes in that you we we have to do okay, we're gonna have to do a trip to like the people mover, Thank you, the people movie. It takes you all around. I think we should go. We should go to the Holy Land Experience and Disney World, right? It'll be... You can expect man's kingdom, and then God's kingdom will be the best one, right? There you go. Talk to Tiffany. She can set it up. in June... We went a couple years ago to the Holy Land Experience. We should go back. that will be fun. But on the People movie, it takes you to an area that he had a vision of an area he wanted how the world should be and how it was to be set up. And when you go on there, you hear different things like, Paging Mr. Tom, Paging Mr. Tom Morrow. None of y'all got that, did you? Some of you did. If you are there, do you know they actually took that off of the ride? That had been on the ride for many, many years. And so many people complained that they brought it back on. That one line... Because that was the line for the, 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 the people movie. You went to here, paging Mr. Tom, paging Mr. Tom Morrow, and it's a whole big thing. They did marketing on it. They had t-shirts made. It was an amazing thing, right? But see, that's man's kingdom. And we have ways in which we want it built. And God says, when I'm going to live there, it's going to be built the way I want it. But he built it in a way that we could be there. You know what's so interesting with the the tabernacle? How many ways can you get in? One. One. How many ways can you get into heaven? One. One. Sound familiar? Right? You have to go through a cloth that's covered in what material? What color? Purple, which is a sign of royalty. Who is our king? Yeshua. Who lets us into heaven? Yeshua. Yeshua. The connections go on and on and on. We can't take this place for granted that he's about to build for us. Because he didn't take it for granted. He took it as ownership. He says, I'm going to live here. And you know what? He did. And there's going to be a third temple built. And guess who's going to dwell in there once again? And when he does, his kingdom will be alive for all to see. There'll be no questioning who's the King of kings and Lord of lords. Because his presence will be with us once again. You know, Whitley talked about asking God for things and his answer kept on being what? No. No. Sometimes you ask God, and God's answer is no, isn't it? But no doesn't mean no, does it? It means I'm going to do it, but I'm doing it my way, not your way. Whitley asked to give up his bad ways, and God said, What? No. You have to give them up, you have to make the change. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to build His tabernacle so we can dwell together. So we can go to that special place and see the future. To be in His presence. Could you imagine being alive at the time of the Exodus. And in the, and seeing the glory of God come down upon that spot. Wherever that tabernacle was, His presence was there. You had to be in awe by His power. But most important, you should be in awe by His love. See, that's what we forget. God loves us. God wants to dwell with us. And when we enter into his home, we're going to go, wow. Because remember, when we're in heaven, are there a whole bunch of little mansions around? Uh Uh-uh. There's one big mansion. And guess who built it too? God's a pretty good designer, isn't he? He knows how to build and bring us in so that we can dwell with Him once again. Let's enter into that kingdom. Disney World is great on earth, but I would much rather be in the presence of the Lord. And that's what we're going for. To understand the greatness that's available to enter into his place. You know, I remember when the uh, Holy Land experience first opened, and we went there, and it, it was not as big of an attraction as it is now, and all the people in there were believers, and we were at a rabbi's conference, and we all came in, and the guy was blowing the shofar, and one of our guys actually had one. And he goes, can I show you how to do it? And you can imagine, I'll give you an example. When the guy was trying to toot his horn, he was like... (coughs) (coughs) And and our rabbi friend walked up to him and said, let me show you how it's done. (coughs) Needless to say, the guy said, "You're not from around here, are you?" <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> but the blessing was to see the presence of God. <coughs> <coughs> so, think, get you all choked up. <laughs> but to experience what it would be like—that's what it's about entering into his presence. You know, they have a replica of what the front of the temple looked like. I was very disappointed when we walked inside there was nothing there. They hadn't finished yet. But see, God's temple is going to be glorious. And he's going to tell us exactly how to build that third one. And it's going to look amazing. And when people go there, they're going to say, this is God's house. The good news is, God's still all around us right now. But he's waiting for that place to return. He's waiting for people to cry out to him from every tribe, tongue, and nation. As we come together. That's what worshiping in the tabernacle is all about. Didn't matter where you were from, what you did, who you knew. There's only one way to get in. There was no VIP entrance. Didn't matter if you're some big rock star or just a regular old everyday person. You're going in the same way. And that's what we got to remember. So as, we, as you sit here and study the see how you see Messiah all throughout the tabernacle the Holy of Holies, the menorah, the light, the Temple of show, table of showbread, all point to our Messiah. Because it's His house. God built it so we could dwell together. And you know what? When we accept Yeshua into our heart, guess where His spiritual house is inside of us. His Rokach Hodesh, the Holy Spirit, dwells in us, because we are a living temple. He has called us to be that place where God can be with us. I want to encourage you, and I'm about to give you an offer that you can't refuse. If you don't know Yeshua as your Messiah, guess what? It's a free gift. He's ready for you to say yes to Him so that you can experience God on earth. Come and be a part. It just takes a simple prayer. In fact, I want everyone to bow your head and close your eyes. If you're watching online, maybe you're watching it live or archived, and you're ready to say yes to our Messiah, All you need to do is contact us on the information you see on your screen and wherever you are around the world we will pray with you that prayer of salvation. But if you're here right now in the congregation with every eye closed and every head bowed and you're ready to say yes to Him, to receive Him into your heart, to, to experience His kingdom on earth, all you need to do is raise your hand and we'll say a simple prayer with you. Is there anyone anyone at all I see that hand anyone else let's all stand to our feet